Hello, everybody. This is meteorologist Dave Turley. Thank you for listening to another edition of our WTOC First Alert Weather Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by meteorologist Andrew Gorton. And Andrew, how are you feeling today? Hey, I'm feeling good. I don't sound it. These dang allergies, I tell you what, they've been uh, taking a grasp on me the better half, or the better part of this last week or so. And um, I don't feel bad. It's just, you know, it you gets got that you. deep country voice now with the allergies. Doing, I've been doing these farming stories. So I kind of, this week, <laughs> I, I, it just goes with it, I guess. But you posted a, a picture or video of all that pollen wash off. Oh, yeah. Looked like people were playing with shi- sidewalk chalk. Yeah, it's crazy because, I mean, when we get that rain with all the pollen that we have, it never really clears the pollen out of the air for so for a long period of time, really. Yeah. But it washes everything out. And then when I took that picture of, of uh, near a little pond area or, or a little lake, uh, all that pollen washes up into the water there. So, yeah, it clears and cleans everything, I should say. Yeah, that I don't know if that's exactly if it's the pine that's getting me, but it's been something. And I'm finally almost over it, I think. Your body just kind of has to adjust. Gets me every springtime as we get into it. And uh, you know what? Happy to see this rain that gives us temporary relief. Do, you take, do you take allergy pills for that? Uh, only not, not daily. Oh, um, really? No, well, I just, should. Only, I know you'd think so, but I think it's just certain time of the year when you got certain things. Yeah, that, that's that what I do. I take mine level. every day. No, I've had to experiment a little bit. You know, you've got different things out here versus where I grew up too. So I, you know, different medicine works better for me. It's weird. You know, I, I guess, just take a Claritin or whatever. One yeah, Allegra works. And, Allegra, uh, Zyrtec, whatever it is. Dayquil gets me going too, but. Try not to take that too much. Yeah, because this time of the year, you wake up, and, and really, it's just my eyes that it does for me. But uh, as soon as I come downstairs, and when I, especially when I take the dogs out, my eyes are just watering. Yeah. I take the claret or whatever, and I'm fine for the rest of the day. So I just for the next, for a couple of weeks out of the year, got to take it. We'll manage it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, speaking of the rain, we did get some rain in here, and we're recording this on Thursday, March 10th. We had a first start weather day on our Wednesday uh, for the potential for some storms, thankfully nothing really materialized, but we have more first alert weather days we're going to be keeping our eyes on coming up for the potential for more thunderstorms. We're talking about Friday. Unfortunately, there's a lot of stuff going on Friday afternoon yep. and possibly lingering into early Saturday morning. Yeah, you know, of course, they've switched up the timing of the greening of the fountain. It used to be around noon, at mm-hmm. least. Every uh, year. Yeah, and now it's four because they're doing that to kind of get you know, correspond with the Celtic festival. There you go. Yeah. So, you know, we might have to be, you know, might be a little bit wet out there. Yeah. The potential for the storms uh, is really uh, going to be there. And, and again, I don't think we're going to have a ton of thunderstorms developing, which are going to be severe tomorrow. But, you know, if we get some storms developing, one or two of these potentially could be on the severe side. Main threat still appears to be strong gusty winds. An isolated tornado can't be ruled out. But the timing appears to be more late morning, 10, 11 o'clock, and then through about that 5 to 6 p.m. hour. So that would put us prime into the greening of the fountain time frame. Yeah, and, and maybe we're going to have a better turnout expected because it's been a little bit of time since we've had that. But we'll see. Um, hopefully folks are just listening to the forecast, and, and maybe if there's a severe storm around, you don't go out there, right? That's that's the beauty of it is you get those alerts sent right to your phone. Exactly. And then we have a cold front moving through. So a little low on the action possibly coming up Friday night uh, as that first little area of energy kind of moves out. The severe weather threat decreases Friday night. Then the cold front swings in quickly early Saturday morning, and this is thinking probably sometime 
5, 6 a.m. inland, clearing the coast by 8, 9, maybe as late as 10, 10 a.m. in the morning. It's going to move through quick, and it's going to have a line of some storms moving with it. They have the potential to produce some severe thunderstorms out there. Main threat, again, strong gusty winds, but an isolated tornado threat can't be ruled out. So just make sure you are prepared and just have a way to get weather alerts. Yeah, definitely, um, you know, that straight line wind is something we'll be looking at, especially, it might wake you up, I know Saturday's a day, a lot of folks like sleeping in, including myself, but might have to just kind of have in the back of your head, make sure you're all good to go there with your severe weather plan, because the straight line wind, you know, gusts, or the, the sustained straight line wind there, can do just as much damage as weak tornadoes, yeah. so want to make sure that you're, you're paying attention there, and you know, I know that these rain chances come with the risk of severe weather, but we have needed the rain itself. And I know this this drought monitor this week isn't going to be maybe as accurate depicting the rain that we've had over the past couple of days because it's it's kind of weird. They stopped collecting data there to analyze it on the Tuesday. And then so whatever happens that part of Tuesday, Wednesday, and then going into Thursday, that doesn't count to the next week. Right. So Thursday they release it. But obviously we've had rain in between then and now. So next week's I think we'll have a much more accurate depiction of like, hey, this is actually what we're at, you know, That's exactly for, right. for drought-wise. So we'll talk about that next week. That's exactly right. Yeah, so uh, we'll have a much better. But it is showing moderate drought. But as you mentioned, we got the rain after they collected all the data. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna be trimmed back a little bit. Another thing that, that's happening this weekend is you know what it's the opposite maybe some people like it we got to give up that hour you know it's weird you know it's whatever you know so it's a big controversy every year why do we still have daylight saving time it's mm-hmm. antiquated um but I mean, we still have it so it is what it is so we are going to turn our clocks ahead one hour i always say before you go to bed because nobody's going to get up at 2 a.m unless you're already up to yeah. change it when it actually happens right so, I mean, you do lose, if you turn it forward, you clock, move your clock forward from 2 a.m. to 3 a.m., you lose that hour of sleep. And just remember that when you're trying to get up on Sunday morning. Yeah, it's like you, you go to bed and you do a bit of time traveling. So that's what we're going to be doing here. And some perspective, because we'll do this based on days people are normally up early. So Fridays, the 11th, the sunrise is at 637. So let's go to Monday then when people are going to be up early, likely. So that would be at 734. So let's talk about sunsets for the same days. Friday's sunset, which maybe will be clouded with, you know, showers and storms, 6.30. So that's Friday. But then you get to Monday's sunset, and that's going to be at 7.32. So we're also adding daylight as well. So we're adding, you know, a couple minutes as we... Right. We're shifting when we're actually seeing the sun. And this all came about years ago for basically farmers uh, for getting more useful daylight when they can do a lot of their work. For some states... Yes, not some everybody. studies don't, right? Was it the Arizona, I yeah, think? You know, it'd be and, nice if it was uniform, but that's okay. Yeah, so it is what it is, and that'll be coming up this, this weekend. But when we're waking up after that hour switch, it's going to be chilly. That is the last knocking on wood here of our first alert weather days for a while. Now, this has not, doesn't have to do with any thunderstorms or severe weather threat, but Hey, uh, we've been very warm. We actually tied a record high. I believe it was on Tuesday of this week, 86 degrees. And a lot of things are starting to bloom out there. You might have already maybe planted some flowers or uh, plants or what have you. But we have a hard freeze expected for some inland areas. We're talking about some upper 20s in here on Sunday morning. So we want to make sure you are aware of that. So that is our next first alert. 
And, you know, this is something that we had covered in, you know, recently on our podcast, uh, those average last freeze dates. And we're getting close to that. I know maybe some of us were fooled a bit by that warmer stretch of weather that we had, but um, this is, you know, close to maybe a little late for some people for that average last freeze, but it's not crazy. And we've had a freeze in Savannah in the middle of April before, which is the outlier there if you're looking at a, a, a bell scale, but it still has happened. Um, you know, it's just uh, you got to take a gamble here. And talking with farmers this week, um, we don't, this doesn't really affect them too much, specifically peanut cotton farmers. I know it affects sensitive crops such as blueberries. That's going to be the big, you know, there's a story there if, you know, you kill the blueberry crop. But for peanuts, you know, they, a lot of farmers don't try to even get them in the ground till the middle of April. Now, there's a lot that goes into this weather-wise, and I'm kind of going off on a tangent. That's a good tangent. Just because I was at... In farm, on, You've done a lot of farming stories today, days, yes. Which is not helping my allergies. That's all right. I love being out there. So um, what's interesting is, is they kind of have to start the process of getting these fields ready a couple weeks before they want to plant. And if it's warmer, they can start planting a little earlier, which is going to extend that growing season, which is great. But uh, it's not just the warmth that they look at weather-wise. You have to look at soil moisture, soil moisture temperature. And with how dry it has been, they would say say that going into before all this rain happened and it was a dry as dry as it was, they wouldn't have been able to plant yet. They would have had to wait on rain because what happens is you got to get this device that kind of goes down, digs pretty deep into the ground to break up that soil to then give a a spot for them to then plant the seeds. If it's too dry, it kind of breaks it up into huge chunks and doesn't just nicely disperse the soil as you dredge kind of on through it. So it doesn't lay down what we call a seed bed for you. It's, it's breaking up in big chunks. Imagine going to a, a dry piece of ground, putting a, a pickaxe in it and pulling it. It's going to come up in a few big chunks versus just kind of disperse out as grainy soil. So that's something that I talked about yesterday with, with a, a guy out in, in Bullock County is like, you know, it's a good thing we're getting this rain. We will need more between now and, you know, the middle of April. We'll give it a couple of weeks because when they start turning these fields right now, they just have cover crops down, which – Really, they cover the ground and prevent soil erosion, keep nitrogen in there. It can get a little bit more in-depth in it. But right so now, wait, the, the wait, cover, wait, wait, cover crops, I didn't know about that. So they, those aren't like the main crops that they're going to do? No, and, and you could have oats and things like that. That's, that's a good that's idea. Today. I never knew that. So instead of just having these barren fields, and to some people, it might yeah, look like sense. weeds, for, perhaps. And it's not like they're really you know cashing in on this. But what it is is, if you think of it kind of like how we've talked about sand dunes before and they, they plant the sea oats, they look completely different, but and I use oats as an example because that's what I saw today. But you put in these cover crops in between your cycle of peanuts to cotton or whatever, and they go on a rotation anyways. But you you put something in there so that all of your soil doesn't just get blown away if you get in a dry stretch. Because you think of how much effort and money you put into making sure that soil is available to then go on and support whatever crop you're going to plant in that field that year. So the cover crops are kind of that in-between, kind of holding it down. It's just like a little blanket, just, yeah. you know, temporary blanket. I then, never knew that. I learned something there new. For long. Yeah, so when you're driving down I-16, you look out and you see a field that's like, well, that hasn't been really cultivated or turned over anything yet. It's probably about to be. But when everything's <laughs> turning green right now, and a lot of it stores in the nitrogen that can get mixed back in, that will be helpful. So there's a lot of it in a little background too. Uh, my mom's side of the family farms corn up in Iowa. So I do have a bit of a, a farming background. I don't pl- pretend to be 
uh, as smart as these people out here at all, but I have experienced a little bit of it. So I, I saw that today. So the video that, that we get with these stories right now, because peanuts don't go in the ground for, you know, a month or so, it's not going to be anything fancy. You're not going to see us tilling up land or anything like that. But, you know, it, it still serves a purpose. And it's it's all about playing that timing game. Is 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 this the rain that we're going to plan after? And actually, it, it, last, last little side note here, I had a different farmer that was going to fertilize the land before – planting which you can do um you need rain after you do that to kind of have it soak in but you also don't want to get too much for it to get washed it away. away so this uh, this was a guy specifically outside of statesboro that that reached out to me on twitter and yesterday would have, would have been wednesday he's like andrew it looks like moses is parting the red seas above <laughs> us you know we're not getting all that good rain i said hey you got a little bit of light rain coming in so hopefully you know, it's not messing up too many people. And, and it is, you'd be you maybe not surprised that farmers really do pay attention to what we have to say. Oh, well, that's good to know. So, yeah. So there's a little farming tangent. Hopefully, we're paying attention to uh, what's coming up next down the uh, pipe here. We are looking at St. Patrick's Day. You, you sighed a little bit. I did sigh a little <laughs> bit. Uh, because it comes, uh, this is going to be the first St. Patrick's Day where we actually have a parade in, in a couple years. So it's been yeah, a it's while. It's been a few years now. Uh, so we're going to have the parade, a little bit limited capacity this year as far as how many entries they'll have in the parade. But we're still going to have all the people out there. And thankfully, I will knock on wood again, it looks to be quiet. But I can tell you some of the latest computer models are trying to introduce a chance for showers on St. Patrick's Day. Let's call it shifty. Be a little shifty there. But what yeah. more What more St. Patrick's Day than showing up a little bit of green out there on the radar? I'm, I'm trying sure. to be positive. I've got to be positive Hey, I have point. to walk in the parade. So, so do getting, I. Oh, well, we'll get rained on then. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Speaking of. Uh, I don't say St- have to. I get to. It'll be fun. Yes. It, it's going to be. A, it's always a fun time. And there's always a, a lot of people out there enjoying it. A lot of the families. They come down every year and they grab their spots. We're going to have the uh, the running of the uh, of the squares again. Uh, to happen this year to, so people can get their spots and enjoy the parade. Just pick up your trash. And, yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, pick up your trash. <laughs> that's always something you can do and doesn't cost anything. Mm. Uh, but um, speaking of St. Patrick's, we'll give you a couple little uh, climatological uh, facts here. Uh, you know, the average high temperature as we head on into St. Patrick's Day is typically uh, right about 72 or so like that. We're not going to be too far off of that. No. And, you know, the highest we've ever been, uh, it's 89 degrees, and um, let me see when, when that actually was. I think that was only a, a few years back. Um, I remember we were in the 80s here when since I've been here. We were 88. 2002, we were 88, but that's not the record. I think it was a little bit before that. Let me see if I can find it. And while, while you're looking for that, you know, in the morning still, it looks like it's going to be cool, so people that are trying to get their spots early, you know, we could – no, definitely have some low to mid fifties around in and around the Savannah area. So it's not going to be the seventies all day. That's what no. we, we have to try to convey to people is like, that is the mid afternoon high temperature yes. after the parade is over. But before that, it's going to be cool. You're so definitely you definitely going to need a jacket or yeah, something. And, and thankfully for us, we'll have the storm chaser. So we can kind of shed that and throw it in there. That'll be, act like a moving locker for us. But yes, uh, 1945, there you go. We, uh, it was on a Saturday that year and then we hit uh, 89 degrees and the coldest we were was 44, um, Actually, was that the, was for a high? Low, no, that was for a high temperature. Wow. Yeah. And I remember that that was back in 2000 and, uh, what year was that? 2000. It was a cold, wet day, 2005. 
Yeah, and we had drizzle. The morning low was 40, but we only had 44 for the high. And it was just, woo. Pretty sure I was Showers around. middle school. Breezy. <laughs> that, was, that was a chilly one. So coming up on St. Patrick's Day, either way, whether the weather is going to be uh, warm or rainy, we're going to have the parade. So we're going to have it there, no, matter no matter what. what. Oh, yeah. The people are yeah. just going to show up and show out and, and, you know, experience some of that tailgating and all that. It's going to be fun. I, I enjoy walking in it and seeing a lot of people because, you know, we talk to these TVs and screens, but hardly ever do we get to to interact with you guys, especially with the restrictions that have been put out there with COVID. We haven't even been able to go to too many schools lately, so it's been it's we're getting back there and we're just which starting to right all good because it's nice to know who we're forecasting for other than ourselves. It's always good to go out and talk to people and say hi and you know get to uh, get to shake some hands. I don't know how much of uh, the shaking of the hands we'll be doing this year still with the COVID stuff. Who knows? Yeah. We do the elbow bump. Do we still do elbow bumps? Is, is that I mean, still, I, I or is it a fist a per- pump? Personal preference, whatever whatever you want. Yeah, I don't know. Either way. But that's what's coming up, and um, that's, that's pretty uh, interesting stuff uh, coming up here for, for this week. A lot to, to think about what we have busy. In, with this busy weather pattern that we have been seeing. Yeah, you know, the weather pattern itself is busy, and then we just have you know, events that, that are busy as well. So time is, I tell you what, these days are going quick. They do. This week has, has gone has flown by already, mm-hmm. and it's just like uh, one day right after another, and the weekends go by even quicker. Yeah, they sure do. You know, it goes <laughs> oh, fast. What was a weekend, Dave? You know, you know what else goes fast? NASCARs. Yeah, you gonna give a plug? Give why, a plug. I mean, why not? You know, yes. it, it's fun. I've been I've been working hard on this. I don't know if you guys have done this. So I'm wearing a couple different hats right now. One of them. Uh, I started a NASCAR podcast called The Inside Lane here. You find it the same way, you, however you're watching this. It's a WTOC podcast, and it's been a lot of fun. If you guys, I don't know, I, I know it's kind of like a, a small audience, a dedicated audience. I think it's a pretty large audience. Well, they, you know, NASCAR, had the last few weeks, had the biggest viewing audience on TV for a sporting event that weekend. That's going to change with March Madness coming up. But, you know, they've done well. Even some of these races usually tailing off, going back looking at ratings over previous years, you get in the third and fourth race of the year. They're still pulling 4.6 million viewers. So, kind of fun. Good, you want, yeah. Hey, I'll, I'll keep being entertained. And you get to hear my personality. Not that you don't anyways, because I don't really have a TV personality. I just talk. Oh, you do. You have a great personality. Uh, I'll give go. you a little plug out here as well. You are doing this. You started this on your own. This was your idea. You you got in touch with NASCAR. NASCAR is is actually helping you. So, you're going to have a lot of the inside scoop to maybe Trying. talk to some people. Trying, yeah. And, yeah, and it should be a very a lot of good information that you're yeah, going to you know, out there. They're definitely um, helping. You know, it's not necessarily it's not a sponsored thing. But no. you know, when I reached out to them, they were like, "This is a great idea. We're going to try to help how we can." Yeah. So far, what I've done is I've been more so the one reaching out to these teams directly, and uh, I've been going to races since 1997. So I know some of the people in there who can like get a foot in the door here, and they can say, "Yeah, he's a cool guy. He's not going to." you know, ask you a crazy question and, and try to get something out of you because I'm not necessarily a journalist by nature. It's, it's a fan talking to these drivers and, and I try to change it up. So it's more so relaxed, just like you and I having a conversation about yeah. whether this is what I want it to sound like. Right. Not like you go to a press conference and they're like, all right, Andrew from WTOC, what's your question? It's, it's just hanging out. You know, I interviewed William Byron yesterday, who is, um, he drives the, the 24 car for Hendrick Motorsports. No, not, not maybe not everybody knows who that is, but <laughs> we just see my face. Yeah, Ooh. I know. But we did a, uh, a Zoom call, and I record it and then post the audio then on the podcast. But he's just a super cool guy, just did it from his car, you know, just like, didn't, it's just relaxed, you know. 
Well, that's awesome. So, yeah, we'll appreciate yeah. it. It's fun. And uh, it's doing well. So I am excited to see where that goes. And we have other things that, that are coming up as well. Hopefully next week we will have not just me and Dave talking on the podcast to you. We might be having some of the other first alert meteorologists because things are going to be uh, changing here shortly. Yeah. Have we let the cat out of the bag yet? Not on the podcast. Not on the podcast, but the cat was already let out on somebody's Facebook. Yeah, so, so it's I, safe. I think it's safe to Go say. Ahead. Yeah, so we're going to be having some changes. Some people are moving on. If you watch, of course, I know you do, the news at daybreak. Um, Cutter Martin is now leaving the uh, WTOC family, and he's accepted a new job, and he's going to be uh, working. He's not quite yet sure exactly what his, his yeah, duties sure are going to be, but yeah. he's going to Atlanta, W. CB, what is Don't it? make me what say it. It's, the, it's CBS. the CBS affiliate <laughs> in Atlanta. I, don't I, would, know I would just guess CBS letters. 46. I there know that. Go. I don't know what the call letters are. Yeah, I don't either. But no, that's awesome for Cutter. And hopefully uh, we'll get we'll get him to agree to come talk to us because it'd be great to, to kind of reflect on some of these memories that we've made over the past few years. Yeah, I, I was hoping we can do that. We can get Jamie in here and the four of us can just talk about, you know, Cutter and his time here and share a story. He's a little bit more reserved and doesn't want to tout his own, you know, to his success. Own horn, yeah, but, exactly. But hey, but we can sit here and just talk about memories we'll see. And, and how great it was. We're yeah. trying. So that means if Cutter's leaving, Andrew, you are going to be a, moving into your new shift as well. Yeah. You know, I've been here just almost four years and, um, definitely excited about joining the morning team five days a week. Cause it's been this weird split shift. Right. Thing. But uh, yeah, Monday through Friday, I'm going to be the morning meteorologist. And that means we're looking for somebody else. We so. are in the process of, uh, Hopefully looking soon. at stuff. Hopefully soon. So you're going to see a lot more of us, uh, filling in on the weekend, uh, evening nights, Jamie and, and I, and, and, uh, until we get uh, somebody in here, hopefully we'll have that person soon and we'll let you know whenever we know. Yeah. And we'll keep you guys updated on that. Of course, when it's available to us too. And, uh, you know, I think next week would be a great, uh, a great time to sit down and, and just kind of reflect on all the big events Cutter's covered here, and we've covered as a team, and some of the memories that we've made. Because I'll tell you what, Cutter and I act like brothers. You guys don't always see it behind the scenes, but we have some fun. So that'd be fun to get him on here. Well, we'll we'll keep our fingers crossed that we don't want to promise anything. No, yet, we we can't, we'll try. we can't force him. No, in, we're not going to the podcast him. room here, but we're going to try. We'll give it a try. All right, everybody, that uh, kind of wraps it up uh, for this week. We uh, thank you for joining us for another edition of the WTOC First Alert Weather Podcast. <laughs>